0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next installment of the Rocky Mountain MIREC Short Takes on Suicide Prevention Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hoffberg, and we are reporting in from the Dissemination and Implementation Conference here in Washington, D.C., and we're really excited to be sitting down with Lindsey Martin. Uh, Dr. Martin works for iQuest Houston and uh, with the VA Center over there, and she's gonna introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself.
1: Hi, thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. So, um, as you said, I'm from the Center for Innovations in Quality, Effectiveness, and Safety in Houston, so we're one of the HSR&D coins. And I work a lot um, with Dr. Jan Lindsey from the South Central Myrick on her um, uh, multi-site quality improvement project called Serving Veterans Where They Live. It's funded through the VA Office of Rural Health, Salt Lake City Resource Center. And we're doing a lot of really great work standing up a video telehealth to home uh, program for the delivery of evidence-based mental health care.
0: Very cool. So I understand you're going to be uh, presenting on this work at uh, the conference conference. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this project?
1: Sure, yeah, we have a presentation tomorrow morning, and it's part of a panel session that uh, Dr. Aaron Finley from San Antonio VA and Dr. Alison Hamilton from the greater Los Angeles VA have put together on the use of ethnography uh, in uh, implementation science. And so our work is highlighting how we're using the periodic reflections method to document the implementation process that Dr. Lindsey is using to stand up her telehealth programs for rural veterans. And so what we're trying to do is really identify um, what's working and what's not with our implementation strategy to be able to more widely disseminate telehealth programs so we can have more providers uh, adopt telehealth to home and serve even more rural veterans in need.
0: Excellent. So important. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about what ethnography is and how that's going to help you advance our understanding of implementation
1: science. Yeah. Ethnography is uh, grounded a lot in anthropology, and so it's a way of really engaging um, with your research participants in um, in a long-term way. Now, in the context of implementation research, we have to adapt this method to be able to use it since we don't have... uh, a lot of time to be able to have long-term relationships with our stakeholders or we may only have an opportunity to do um, one uh, particular interview with someone or not be actually uh, able to do participant observation and we have to find other ways of collecting the information. And so it's a way to really get a holistic perspective of the implementation process by adapting the method. And so. While I'm not able to uh, join Dr. Lindsay on her site visits or on the implementation calls she has by doing these periodic reflection interviews with her and Dr. Stephanie Day, her uh, co-facilitator, I'm able to capture in as close to real time as possible uh, the challenges of implementation and some of the barriers that they've faced and what they do as an implementation team to resolve those barriers and really stand up these telehealth programs and adapt them to meet the needs of each site.
0: I see. So. Uh, just to make sure I'm kind of following you. Yeah. So they're going out to the sites and helping mm-hmm. stand up these telehealth programs, yes. and you're sort of interviewing the researchers. I
1: am, yeah. Okay. That's actually um, it's a, a method where I sit down with them, and so I'm not able to actually accompany them um, on a site visit, or if they're doing something virtually, I'm not able to sit in on that call. But we're still able to capture all of that really um, good subjective Uh, information on implementation that we can't capture in any other way and so an ethnographic approach is really able to give us that what we call in anthropology that emic or insider perspective and by talking to facilitators and getting this information so
0: if we step back for a minute Mm -hmm. could we just talk a little bit about telehealth and why that's important and especially in the va system why we're pushing so hard to implement and roll this out across the nation.
1: Yeah, certainly. Telehealth has really grown in the VA in the past several years. And so our initial projects um, were back in 2014, and they were clinical demonstration projects. And then as um, things were moving along in the VA system, in 2017, the VA, as part of its modernization initiative, um, started standing up the telehealth programs and implemented VA Video Connect technology, which was able to um, allow the veteran to connect with the mental health provider in real time. So it's synchronous delivery. They're able to talk to their mental health provider at home, Uh, at work or some other secure location, and they're able to communicate with their provider in the comfort of their own setting. And this is especially valuable and a lifeline for rural veterans that may face a two to four hour commute to the closest VA or VA community-based outpatient clinic.
0: Hmm. Yeah, such important work. I'm glad you touched on a Mm -hmm. few of those things. One is that it's secure and, you know, HIPAA compliant Mm -hmm. and all those Mm -hmm. aspects of healthcare that one might worry about when they're discussing yes. personal information. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, everything is within the VA system, so it's completely secure, and veterans love it. They tell us in our interviews they have really found it to be so helpful to keep them connected to their providers. and. We're highlighting in our uh, presentation tomorrow the story of one veteran, a female veteran in her 30s with a young child. She actually had to take her child with her to her VA appointments when she had to go in person and commute two hours one way by bus. But um, when she was placed on bed rest, she wasn't able to make her in-person VA appointments. So telehealth was really a lifeline for her. And initially, while well, she thought, you know, it's not going to feel as personal as being there in person, physically in the clinic setting, she really loves it now. And so by trying the technology, um, using the iPad, she really feels connected to her provider. And so these are just some of the powerful stories that we're getting through some of the evaluation work that we're doing um, by interviewing veterans. And we're really, um, by doing these periodic reflection interviews with um, Dr. Lindsay and Dr. Day, um, capturing the implementation process, we're capturing veteran perspectives, and we're hoping um, to be able to increase provider adoption as we start to spread throughout the VA system and really show that, you know, telehealth works, uh, veterans love it, and um, the providers that we work with have been so supportive.
0: Excellent. Yeah, that's really a powerful story, and I guess um, hearing about the providers. Sp- perspectives might decrease Mm -hmm. other providers' hesitance or where do you hope to see this research kind of going next?
1: Yeah, that's um, a next step is we're hoping to interview providers um, and get their perspectives on telehealth. Um, Dr. Lindsay right now does, she communicates regularly with her site champions um, to be able to uh, work out any local um, issues that need to be worked out at the site level, and so her role as the external facilitator is to empower the site champions to stand it up within their own center and then slowly start to build telehealth and build provider adoption, and so starting small and then being able to work up um, to more and more providers adopting telehealth. So.
0: So thanks for sharing that, Lindsay. I, ex- I actually was curious a little bit more about your center and you know, the overall mission and the work that you do. It, mm-hmm. It's called iQuest Houston. Yes. Tell, yeah. us, about, tell us about your center.
1: Sure. Um, I've been there for the past six years, and so I um, was lucky enough to come in uh, as an HSR&D fellow at the center through the program there. And so it's a really diverse center that has a lot of focus on mental health, patient safety, Um, patient-centered communication and medical decision making we have a really robust methodology and statistics core and so it's really been a, a fabulous opportunity for me as an anthropologist to work in such a multidisciplinary environment and so on any given day I'm working with a cardiologist a mental health clinician um, all, all sorts of different professions, statisticians, and it's really a great opportunity. Um, it's a large research center, and we're all located in one building, so it's easy to find one another, easy to collaborate. We don't feel siloed. We feel like we're able to, like, knock on each other's doors and, and be able to have that, like, cross-communication. and. The um, the South Central Mirec is co-located with us. And so Dr. Lindsay and her team, many are um, investigators through the South Central Mirec And so that is brings another perspective to our center. We have such a strong mental health focus and focus on the needs of rural veterans. And um, we really just have a robust, very diverse uh, research program. It's an exciting place to work.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I'm really uh, curious, and I look forward to connecting back in with you uh, when this study gets a little further along to hear about the rollout of telehealth throughout the VA. We're excited.
1: It's gaining steam and our providers have been so supportive that are involved in in this clinical demonstration project and so um, and our funders have been so generous with their time and mentoring us and, you know, standing this up and and hopefully someday going enterprise-wide.
0: Excellent. So uh, before we wrap up today, can you just let us know how folks can reach you if they're curious about your work or want to connect with you or ask you questions?
1: Yeah, the best way would be through my Twitter handle. So it's at L.A. Martin, Ph.D., And um, so I'm just now getting into Twitter a little bit more, so, but I do um, regularly check and um, am tweeting a little bit. So um, that'd be a great place to check out uh, some of the work and um, that we have going on.
0: Excellent, well Lindsay, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule here at the D&I Conference to tell us a little bit about your work and uh, best of luck to you. We look forward to uh, connecting again in the future.
1: Thank you. It was really a pleasure to do this. Thank you so much.
0: Great. Well, folks, that's going to do it for our uh, little window into the DNI conference here in DC. And join us next time for more interviews on important work in veteran mental health, suicide prevention, and resilience.